You're listening to a Countout Podcast. So, Curtis, I finally mm-hmm. got to watch the Windy City Con. I know, uh, well, Windy City Con, that's a comic convention, but uh, Windy City Riot. And I know we said we weren't going to talk about it on this show because we don't have a lot of time today. But I'm going to talk about it real quick because it was a fucking banging show, which then sort of reiterated all my madness that we were talking about last time where it was such a shame they did it the way they did. If they had released it like a normal show, I feel like it would have been talked about at the time, like this is one of New Japan's shows of the year, but instead it was shuffled into like a fight TV, terribly produced box that nobody cared about. And it's a real shame because even if you just talk about the main event alone, I feel like that was like both, like two of those guys' best matches and maybe what could have been Will Ospreay's most famous match to date. And yeah. The, yeah, the thing is right now, New Japan's on a, on an actual tear. Mm-hmm. And whose idea was it to start a New Japan podcast like right now? Because they're a fucking, fucking genius. Actually, it was Count Out. It was Count Out's idea. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. Count Out fucking reached out. They had heard your boys talking shit, and they're like, you know what we need? We have the foresight. We can see down the track that there's going to be an opening for more New Japan content because New Japan's about to pop off. And so who do we need? We need to draft number one draft picks. Raven mm-hmm. Curtis. All the way from Blank Minnetonka. Exactly. The number one draft pick. The, the cooling Coming waters. at your boy. <laughs> the Six cooling. Six foot four, 230 pounds. Power forward out of University of Minnesota. Speaking of count out, maybe we need to introduce ourselves. This is a count out podcast production of Okada Shorts, the New Japan Pro, uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are the Kings of Pod Style, the International Wrestling Grand Prix. I'm your good friend Curtis Spears, right over there. That's your bad friend Rafe Houston, we're and we're here to talk about Shinni Honpororosu. And um, I'm sure that I sounded like an asshole saying it that way, but that's okay. I like it when you so, do that kind of stuff because I don't even attempt it. Because I'm a, I'm a fucking butcher. And I'm the guy who's been to Japan like many, many years running. Humble brag. Yeah, humble brag. But like I get worse at Japanese with every year that goes on. I swear the first time I was there, man, I was dropping it. And the thing that's wild is that out of like I normally go there, at least the last few trips had been just myself, my wife, and our friend Mo. Mo has a Japanese mother. She, like, is, is Australian, but can understand her mother speaking Japanese, right, and can communicate in it. Amy is a borderline genius, 
and can like read Japanese and do all this. But both of them don't really like to speak to people. So I'm the face <laughs> is what they call me. They're like, you're the face, figure it out. So I'm always the person that's like accosting strangers in the street or like buying stuff or ordering at the restaurants. And I'm like, you motherfuckers can speak this language. But instead you've got me. They call me the omelette also. There's a long story with that. But uh, you've got the omelette. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell that story in a second. Going, uh, two? Like, and just holding up my fingers. So they're like, yeah. And then like trying to communicate. But being the charming individual I am, it always ends up into a lovable story between me and the Japanese people. So that's pretty awesome. You, you scamp. Yeah, exactly. Why I'm called the omelette. Uh, one morning we were walking through the streets of Tokyo really, you know, kind of early to, to mid-morning. You know, it's like a maybe a, a 7, 8 before everything opens up and it's like a nice... It's cold because we go in January, but it's like, you know, nice diffused sunlight. Everybody's starting their day. People are like brushing down their driveways and stuff and we're going through this little business kind of market district. Everyone's like, oh, hi which means good morning. See, I know mm-hmm. that one, motherfuckers. Uh, and we do, we're do we doing that. And I'm like, man, this is where I need to live. I could be of use to this community. And I'm like, I could like lift heavy things or move things mm-hmm. around. Like just real simple menial tasks because I couldn't speak to anybody or do anything. It's a distinct lack of podcasts over there. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> especially in English. Uh, and then, <laughs> then as we walk around the corner, there's like a uh, okominyaki restaurant and out the front of a lot of Japanese restaurants, they will have like cutouts of like the thing they say that you can put your face through. And this particular one's mascot was like an omelette man. It was like a okominyaki with like arms and legs. And I'm like, look, I can even be the full-time omelette for this place where I just stand there and tell people to come into the restaurant. So then that was the running joke that I'm the simple omelette that lives in the neighbourhood that can then just like lift anything heavy or wave Ohio to people because that's all I could be of good to <laughs> that's the community. That's all you can say. That's the omelette. Exactly. So that's why I was the omelette. <laughs> anyway, uh, we pro- I promised you and we were just saying to the listeners that we're not going to fuck around today. We're getting straight into what matters. And that's quickly talking about Dontaku because it was an absolute banger and we need to do it its mm. justice. And then we're going to run down the absolute fire card that is best of the super juniors. That's right. the The other thing that I wanted to touch on. There's one more thing that I one was more thing. Surprise well, you with. we wouldn't. It wouldn't be us if we just did what we said we were going to do. So it's fine. <laughs> I want to talk about the prospective matches that they've got going that they're building for Capital Collision, which is the next New Japan of America show. That's Haven't even feature a bunch it. of Japanese talent. Mm-hmm. Tell me. You See, run I, down, let's run down that. Let, let's run that down right now. You have it, seen one of them. Is it on Fight or is it actually on New Japan World? I'm pretty sure this one's going to be on fight with uh, Japanese on New Japan World. I don't I, know I'll watch it in that. Japanese on New Japan World. I don't care. It's just right? my yeah. level of care depends on if I can just get it on my streaming service or not. So there's four matches. Okay, let's run it. I'm going to start with what I think is what I think is the lowest uh, card on the match match on the card, and I'm going to build up to it. Okay, okay? go go. Jay White and Hikileo versus Okada and Trent Beretta. That's cool. That's cool. That's I like that. Cool, right? Yeah, I like that. I like that they're Here's- starting to um, do some stuff with Hikuleo finally as, he, as he's gotten better. They've given him some time. Didn't they have a, a JY open challenge with him as well where he was just kind of like fronting up to him a little bit and we don't really know if he is like 
mad about the god situation or whatever they've kind of left it in the air i haven't watched it yeah yeah so we're gonna see that one pop off it's gonna be really good okay cool cool shorts shorts oh that'll probably be a short yeah okay next one i think this is gonna blow your skirt up Uh uh-huh brody king versus minoru suzuki yeah that's hot that's hot i know exactly what it's gonna be and i'm all about it and for for people that haven't listened to this podcast before we uh rate potential matchups or matchups that we've seen with either shorts or pants. Shorts being amazing, just like the sparkly shorts mm-hmm. of Kazuchika Okada. Or pants, as in the cowardly era pants. where he had the terrible cowardly pants and had balloons and it was a bad time. Exactly. Awful. Mm-hmm. Awful. Okay. So yeah, Brody King versus Minoru Suzuki, that's going to be fun. Maybe a 10, 10 minute match of them it's be hot. hitting each other in very safe places and making yeah. funny faces mm-hmm. and things like that. Exactly. What uh, match did I see recently that was absolute fire from Suzuki? It happened just recently and I was like, that was fucking was sick. It, was it Suzuki and Ishii? That, that, uh, no, no you know what it was? It was Suzuki and Samoa Joe and it fucking slapped. Oh yeah. That yeah, was that so good. I was like, since he's been doing this US tour, you'll quite often get like a Suzuki match, air quotes, a lot of slapping, yeah. a lot of, you know, faces, that kind of stuff. That's how you do a Suzuki match. The intensity between those two guys was just killer. Anyway, sorry, I'm derailing mm-hmm. you. That's all right. Here's another one. that This is the one uh, we talked about this last episode. Tomohiro Ishii versus Eddie Kingston. So you weren't dreaming that match was advertised. Capital uh-huh. Collision, not Forbidden Door. There we go. Well, that is probably because okay. I didn't know Capital Collision was a thing. So Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that also makes sense. Mm-hmm. Here's the one that I'm really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Four-way match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. What? Your your girlfriend Hiroshi Tanahashi oh, sweet. versus John Moxley huh? versus Will Ospreay oh. versus Rock Hard Juice Robinson. Oh shit! That's shorts. That's hot. Is that the main event? Yeah. Probably. Uh, the main they event. haven't announced what where it's going to be, but I think that's the that's going to be the the main event probably. That's so hot, and any single one of those people is a super valid person to hold it. That's like, how do you even predict who it could be? Right. Oh, I love it. That's shorts as hell. Mm-hmm. That match is going to fuck. Yeah, that's so good. That's what you would say, like, 80s camp instructor shorts. Like, as, oh, <laughs> as yeah. like, high that's, as that's they could the, be. That's the cast of Sleepaway Camp shorts. That's what that is. Yeah, that's... That's that's, that's John Stockton shorts. Yeah. That's what that is. That that's is. good stuff. No, that's and, awesome. And that can... That can get us right into wrestling Duntaku because I did yeah. mention Rock Hard Juice Robinson there, and we'll get there in a second. As a whole, as a whole, mm-hmm. what did you think of Duntaku? I thought it was a banger. We've been talking about how New Japan's back in a big way, and I couldn't agree more after that show. Like they did everything that you'd want to see. Um, I heard I didn't know or didn't remember that it was the anniversary of Bullet Club. Had I, mm-hmm. my predictions would have definitely started to slant quite a bit more heavily in Bullet Club's direction. Because when they started saying that at the start of the show, I'm like, oh, this is about to be a Bullet Club fest. Um, but they they did it. And then even revealing a new member and then Jay White actually being in Japan and stuff like that. And I was like, there's going to be a picture at the end of all of them together with all the belts they can get on them that day, like 
it's going to be a showing out party for them. And, and it felt like it, man. It was really cool. And it felt like Bullet Club was cool again, or at least as close to cool as it can be uh, within, yeah, in, in the changes that, that it has undergone recently, you know? You, you mean um, while they still have uh, Gallows and Anderson as members? No, I, I think I think Gallows and Anderson, to be honest, add a cool factor for me because they are say what you want about in the I, I think actually Anderson's a really good wrestler, but but say what you want about them as a tag team or 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 things and stuff like that. They they were a big part of it when it was in that kind of cool era. You know what I mean? Like and I think when you see them there, it, it adds a credibility to Bullet Club that it didn't have when it's like House of Torture and Gato, you know, like yeah. it. It felt like a Gaijin stable again. Now that they could finally bring people back, because it was it was at a point for a while there where it felt super watered down, and it was just like, hey, we're Jato and Gato, and we've just put ourselves in charge of like the coolest stable, even though there's no cool people here to be in it like was how it felt so it's like hey we're all young hip kids that can do the too sweet and i'm like you're all very old and nobody cares about this so it it felt like a return to bullet club especially having those having anderson there and having bad luck Fale there makes it you know bullet club and then it legitimizes in my eyes like a jay white more and uh and the other guys more you know, because otherwise it just felt like a hostile takeover, but then it's not Bullet Club. It's like we're, we're all guys wearing the Bullet Club logo, but none of us are the original guys, and it just it just feels watered down. And so when you put them back in, I just felt like it felt a little bit more credible. You know, some people may hate it, but I like it. We can, you know, we're skipping to the end, obviously, but like when you see all of them at the top of the ramp and they're all, you know, toasting beers and things like that. I love that the they were drinking beers in the background. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's the original. It, boom, boom, boom. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. really cool. Everyone's wearing Shot him by Kubrick is the name of that song. Yeah. Great tune and just a great moment to, to, end the, to end the show with. But let's start at the beginning here. Yeah, please. Uh, so we had LIJ with X taking on uh, Suzuki Goon X turned out to be Shiro Koshinaka, the very first IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, exactly. I so had that was uh, pretty cool. I had not seen him before, or if I had, it might have been in a Rambo or something, and I didn't know who he was or whatever. But as they like laid out his history and stuff, I thought that was a a cool um, cool addition to the team. Uh, yeah, when they had to, to swap swap out i was like i wonder if they'll get another legend or we were even fair to see booking new members but it was a fun match with a you know giving a, a legendy sort of you know time in the sun and everybody paying respects to him it was cool and he could yeah, still go really nice. i thought i thought he was pretty good yeah, he, was really. doing, he was doing great yeah. he wasn't looking brittle or anything out yeah. there so that was fun yeah. and uh tai chi gets the win over shingo which means that we're gonna have more kopw shenanigans yep not over yet. So we can maybe, we'll maybe get to we that can. fucking island already. Maybe we're Let's getting get there. to that fucking island. Let's get there. Let's bring it back. All right. All right. Next match, Hiromu beats the shit out of Yo in about ten minutes on the nose with two time bombs in a row. Time bomb and then time bomb two. What was the fucking point of this match other than to make Hiromu look like he's so far above Yo it's not even a problem? What? What? What has Yo done? Like backstage or whatever that they're just like. Yeah, where's the heat? Whipping this guy within an inch of his life. Like, I almost think 
this was to give Hiromu like a bit of a like. Remember how good Hiromu is because he's about to lose Best of the Super Juniors hard and lose to Yo hard in the Best of the Super Juniors. Well, they were they were trying to sell it on comms like. Oh, he's he's uh, Yo's just a big match player. Like he he didn't really do anything until his back was against the wall last year in Best of Super Junior and stuff. It's like, okay, well, here's Wrestling Dontaku, one of your biggest shows of the year, against the ace of the junior division, someone who's so good that you want to actually move him up to the next, you know, to to the next level and possibly make him a heavyweight, and he's just gonna get fucking schooled he got absolutely shit canned yeah it was brutal fuck was the point of that yeah we were like why does this match even exist and i still left feeling like that it hasn't made me like like yo in any way or think he's convincing or whatever and then like if he gets really far in best of the super juniors it again it's just like oh this fucking guy because he never does anything cool so yeah i'm done with him at this point they've got quite a bit of rebuilding to do like in my eyes with you yeah. So uh, next match was Tongalo and Yujiro Takahashi, which was a match that happened. Um, I don't have any no notes. Uh, I do. The kind of Vegeta-style okay. gear that uh, Tongalo was wearing was pretty cool. It's like new kind of white sort of Super Saiyan sort of gear I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was... That. I'm not really a big Dragon Ball Z guy, but I thought it looked nice, looked clean. That was good. Uh, and was the thing. Yeah, Yujiro matches, it's pretty rare they're good. Uh, yeah. And occasionally they'll do something like in a tournament or something that will make me not hate it, but yeah. It happened, uh, and then we move on to the next match, which is... Uh, which was Team 6 or 9 beats Kanemaru and Doki. Uh, Ryusuke Taguchi introduces his anus to Yoshinobu Kanemaru's nose. We could be I done with out, that. Yeah, he came out with his like underwear on his head. I just, I've defended Taguchi quite a few <laughs> times. I think you remember in one of our previous episodes. I don't know where it was, or if it was the prequel one or whatever. I kind of went on a bit of a rant about how Taguchi is sort of essential to New Japan, and I feel the same about yeah. Yano. Like they're like a you know, a breath of fresh air and they're doing something different and not everybody can be a super serious wrestler and in tournaments they play their part yeah. and things like that. I'm, I'll go into it more when we talk about versus Super Juniors, but I'm very concerned about his inclusion in this upcoming Best of the Super Juniors. I mean, everybody needs the night off at some point. Yeah, but does know? everybody need to like have a man's bare ass on their face? Because I feel like that's the way this is going. I'm sure there's some people that would enjoy that. And you know what? If you are, uh, please email us at um, what? countoutpod. <laughs> <gmail. No. laughs> don't so don't address, email address us that, about it. Address, okay. that to, address that to Ryan at yeah, Countoutpod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, think, uh, like, I think that's fine. But like, as if that's like his new finishing move. It gets old real fast. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that wore that wore thinner. That yeah. wore thinner than the sheer uh, pantaloons that he was wearing <laughs> to sit yeah. on other people's faces. Exactly in the g-string type scenario that he's got. Anyway, I just uh, kind of thought that this. Wado, was, yeah, 
Wado. Wado looked okay. This team is supposed to be helping Wado. Is the the way I thought this was gonna go, but the way <laughs> the way it's going is is not helping him. Like there, it's like imagine like training your whole life. Imagine getting out of high school and being as young as Wado was, going into the New Japan Dojo and really, really working and dedicating your life to something. Then imagine transplanting your life, moving to Mexico, which I'm sure is a challenging thing to do when you're a Japanese-speaking individual. You're in there. You're training with those guys. You're doing the shows. You're probably seeing murders in the streets of Mexico. Who knows? (laughs) You come back haunted. Haunted and different. Then the thousand yard stare that he had. Thousand he yard back. stare, very shook. Then you're given the gimmick way of the grandmaster, and you're put in pink and blue, and you're like, look, you know what? Not everybody gets a perfect gimmick first time out. I'm going to do my best to make it work. I'm really struggling. I'm shell shocked to some extent, but I'm going to work hard. I'm going to train with Kota Ibushi. He's super weird, but now I'm getting my body right. I'm fixing it up. I'm starting to jack up a little bit. What's this? They're pairing me with veteran Taguchi. Cool. You know what? Finn Balor was paired with Taguchi. They became tag champions. He went on to be one of the biggest wrestlers in the world. I'm going to use this as a springboard and apply myself to my craft even more and become the next big thing in wrestling. And then this shit starts to happen. And you're like, oh, so we're the ass team now. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck. Our, oh, Taguchi-san, what's our gimmick? Ass. Ass. I was already the ass guy, and we call it a hip attack on commentary, and maybe, like, this gentleman that we saw in the very first match apparently wanted, like, a hip, ta- a hip attack master, and everybody's like, respects that, and this is where we are now. And you know what? Billy Gunn made a hell of a career for himself <laughs> a- as Mr. Ass, and but it's with him to this day, to the point where people call his sons the Ass Boys. And I saw him uh, at a rec centre in Perth, Western Australia, and he was getting his ass out even then, as like a man well over 50. So <laughs> is this the legacy that you're going to have to live, you know? There's, there's a million miles of difference between a hip attack as one of your or 60 percent of your offense because that's what it is yeah and literally sitting bare ass on a man's face <laughs> no he took a liberal jump between one to the other <laughs> and then he did jump. the he did the first one and it was just like oh i'm we're in a, a grudge rivalry and i'm gonna give this guy a bit of a you know a stink face or a moon while it's been done yeah and everyone was like, like oh okay fruit, that was basket a bit- for mr fruit basket for mr phantasmo exactly and, and then, we were like oh yeah you know what he's a shitbag heel that's pretty funny blah 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 but then now he's gone that really got over with the boys time to add the yeah. g-string with some kind of symbol on it and i'm like oh this is becoming way too frequent twice is yeah. too frequent so yeah he's, he's like that he's like that dude that uh has the one joke that he told once and got a big reaction. So now he tells it in front of every group. He doesn't matter if he's told it in front of certain people or not. He's like yeah. George Costanza in that episode of Seinfeld where he keeps going to see the same movie so he can shout the same joke at the same moment. Yeah. And that's that I, I, I can't, I don't want to see like, okay, I love you Taguchi, my wife's favorite wrestler in the world. I love him to death, but Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. That's uh 
Yeah. Anyway, we've down. given this way too much attention, but uh, I'm sure Wado isn't stoked. Is how I feel. Yeah. You yeah, know, he's like trying to go out of the ring and he's trying to hold his belt and be proud, and the ref's like, "You've got to help this guy pull his pants up." Like, it's just... get, get a lion to do that. Get yeah. a young lion to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Hold, 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 Uncle Taguchi's fucking drawers up. Yeah. Ugh. It's... Uncle, the drunk Uncle Taguchi got his fucking ass out again. Yeah, Jesus All Christ. Right. Anyway, we've given this way too much time. Funky weapon indeed. Moving on to yeah. the fifth match. Moving on. IWGP Tag Team Championship match is a three-way match. Yoshihashi and Hiroki Godu. Hiroki Godu. Go to. Go to sleep. That's right. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> Yoshihashi and Hiroki Godo versus Jeff Cobb and Great Okan. Versus Bad Luck Filet and Chase Owens. And Bad Luck Filet and Chase Owens get the win over Hiroki Goto. This is quite a good uh, so match. Making it a tornado match pins. was pretty good, don't you think? I I really liked having uh, having all of them in the ring together, like uh, yeah. the Texas Tornado kind of rules. Yeah. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, I liked I liked the way that they interacted. Um, it was it was funny. It was just like four dudes who could like bench press a house and then like you've got Yoshihashi and Chase Owens running around. <laughs> tell me Just this trying. tell me this why is goto taking the fucking pin twice now right. to to the um new finisher from uh farley and owens that fucking like pleb fucking yoshihashi should be laying down and looking at the lights Mm-mm. yoshihashi's the hero now no he's not <laughs> You don't know. You don't know. Yoshihashi's the best. He's the do man. You, do you remember when the graphic comes up? It's like next match, and it goes, Shh, and it shows all three teams. Did you see the look on Yoshihashi's fucking face? <laughs> he did. He did look like he just walked in on his parents having sex. He was. He was like, not ready for that photo. They're like, okay, time for the promo photo. Click, and he's like, what? Like he's just like so out of place in like a ring full of killers. Like, and it's just him just like, like, just being, yeah. <laughs> and I like Yoshihashi, really, but come on. Goto is by if, far his superior. But Goto doesn't give a If I had fuck. to face that wall, that wall of beef, I would make that fucking face too. Yeah, he's like, wait, I'm in this match. <laughs> you know what You know what impressed me the most about this match is when Jeff Cobb would get somebody up for the... Uh, for the tour of the islands, the the crowd would just go fucking nuts. I know, yeah. and, and I say go fucking nuts when like they're they're supposed to be being quiet, but you, yeah, hear, yeah. <laughs> you hear them clapping, you hear you, and you hear them go, oh, like they know. Yeah, they know that the if islands, it hits, it's over. over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've built that finish perfect. Um, I but yeah, I, I I really Jeff liked Cobb. the match. I thought it was really cool. Um, and then yeah, we we were joking and saying that we didn't think there was a chance uh, Bullet Club would win. Obviously, it was their anniversary, and they did. I wonder how long a run we see with the belts with these guys um, before. Because I feel like United Empire got it and they were planning to go on a tear and then they were like, oh, fuck, we forgot Dentaku's next weekend. All right, let's flip it to Bull Cup and then we'll throw it back to, to the plan later, you know? Yeah, I think uh, that it was it was probably the wrong... Uh, it was probably the wrong move to even bother putting it on Jeff Cobb and Great Ocon if they're going to take it right off of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ocon, Ocon's had a really stop-start build since he got back, and I feel really bad for him. I thought maybe a good, solid tag team championship run would be really nice. I mean, I, they didn't take the pin, fault. so you you just create the issue there, I guess. You got to have lots of cool photos with them getting around America with the belts. 
you flip it on to those guys and then O'Khan and Cobb can be pissed off because they're like, we didn't even get pinned. Why were these losers even in the fucking match when they'd just been beaten by both teams? What we said. Yeah, that's exactly. what we said last what episode. We said. So, Those guys did not deserve to be in this match. At least the logic was there. If they had, I mean, that was why they put them in the match because they were going to flip it because he, you wouldn't just have Bullet Club just beat United Empire like that. So at least they've set up an issue now, you know, and I think a lot of people would be like, I want to see it back with United Empire. And then also Chase then goes on to use that as a reason to introduce juice as well. So we'll get to that when we, we do it. But I, I, I felt like it all made sense, but I was yeah, it was an interesting choice. So the next match was uh our new fiery baby face Tamatonga versus Ebill. Fuck yeah. This is uh, this match was great. I, never open weight championship match, yeah. Right. Fucking Tama's good, man. That was that was some yeah. great stuff from Tama. Again, evil played his role perfect. I really liked it. That mm-hmm finishing kind of sequence. Like, I mean, all the bits and pieces and all the moving parts going on were what they were. But that bit at the end where Tama, like, leapfrogs him and then hits the gun stun, like, was sick. Like, it was so athletic. Everybody was great in this. Yeah. Jado was really great trying to keep uh, keep Togo, Togo in... In, yeah, keep him when in he check. shuts him down. Keep eventually, him. the pop for Jado, man, like you said, fiery yeah. baby face Jado was was sick. Like I was like, come on, Jado. The spot where Tomatonga had him in the uh, the darkness scorpion yes. had had evil in his own in one of his own finishing moves, yeah. and then we got Dick Togo running over and ringing the bell. Oh, that was great to, to, to make him break it. That was great. See, that, that was that's super what we were talking Hill. about, like the interference and stuff of House of Torture. And, isn't a problem. That's wrestling. It's when it's always the same and it's boring that it's an issue because they were just doing the same stuff over and over. And so even though we did see like the garrote wire and stuff in this, it was done really cool. The the creative stuff with the bell, Jado fighting them, um, him Jado getting... Jado swinging that... Swinging that... Wasted him. Wasted him. Uh, Tama getting out of the garrote. Like, I really enjoyed it. And then Tama taking the win but then almost immediately being attacked afterwards by Gallows and Anderson's return just made the whole thing a huge deal. Like, he didn't even get to celebrate being the champion. It's his first, like, singles title in New Japan and didn't even get to live in the moment because he was just stomped out immediately by what was his friend. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a great great match, great moment, uh, lots of fun. Lots of fun. It felt like a very Western-style wrestling match. Yeah, but yeah oh, it definitely was. Pretty good. Don't you think as well it was interesting that Gallows and Anderson didn't attack until after the match. They didn't help Evil and Togo. They could have at any point they were there, but they waited and then they made their presence known. And then at the well, end, we can when, talk about it after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah actually, we'll get no we'll get to that. No, they were they were completely left out. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that exactly. part. All right, next match, El Desperado. Your IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion versus Taiji Shimori loses, taps out to the bone lock. I was like, what the fuck just happened? I couldn't believe it. Like, I was pretty sort of disengaged from the match in general just because, like, I'm not really about Bone Soldier. We talked about it before. I thought he was giving more of an effort, which should have in itself 
let me know that he was going to win because he only seems to care on the times when he's going to win. Uh, and, yeah, I was like, what the fuck? But, I mean, I guess, yeah. yeah. I, I thought this match was great. I was I was loving every minute of it. I, I mean, yeah, you like Ishimori. the way, the way that yeah, the, I like Ishimori and I love Desperado. So this was one of the better matches they've had. They have had a couple of matches where they seem disconnected, but this one, like they were punishing each other, and it was really really good. I I thought the the way that Ishimori was working uh, Desperado to set him up for the uh, for the bone lock, mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it, and I, I love Desperado fighting and fighting and fighting, trying to get him into numero dos so trying to get him into uh guitar del angel and you know uh, uh, all of his finishing moves like ishimori like a pit bull like just fighting out of it and fighting out of it and fighting out of it going back to the to the same arm locks and things like that to try and wear desperado down i love this match i thought it was great oh well that's nice so were you in the moment then when he pulls out the win you obviously probably would have been shocked but were you happy about it were you like this is cool maybe we're gonna see a different side of ishimori well, the way they were talking about Bullet Club on comms and things like that, I was like, mm, this is probably expected. Like, yeah. I, I kind of had a feeling it was coming. Um, when I, when I, I did upset. see Bullet Club win the tag and when they'll talk about the anniversary, there was a little part of me that was like, maybe they're going to collect as many belts as they can on this show. But I was still like, but it's Desperado. Like, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've, I've got a feeling a, a feeling that maybe Desperado might go over and best of the super juniors. We'll talk about that yeah. when we get there, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. Uh, so the next match was for the vacant IWGP United States heavyweight championship, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Tomohiro Ishii, 23 minutes and 20 seconds. Hiroshi yeah. Tanahashi wins with a high fly flow. This was the shit. This was great. Was this was so them good. just pulling each other's offense was, on each other. Until you've seen Ishii pull a fucking sling blade, you haven't seen anything. Ishii, Ishii pulls the sling blade. Hiroshi Tanahashi, he's catching he's catching forearms and fucking fighting back against him like Ishii yeah. does. Tanahashi, yeah, that the part, the spot about 10 minutes into the match where they just flip sides and yeah. Ishii was Tanahashi and Tanahashi was Ishii. I was fucking living i can't get over it was sick i can't get over how high ishii had to jump to do the sling blade he was just like in the air like he had to jump so high i was like the elevation off this tiny dude was nuts and like tanahashi dropping vertical brain busters and shit it was like it was mental man it was so good like i loved it the my favorite spot was the the dragon screw leg whip off of the top rope yeah that was so that cool. was that was brutal. That, that was really was cool. So cool. Like, in what world are we looking at a show and going, you know what? My favorite matches on this show were Tanahashi and Ishii and Evil and Tamatonga. Like, what <laughs> fucking world is that? This is on a card where Naito and Okada like were wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, give me more Tanahashi and Ishii. Like, that was fucking killer, man. That was so good. Yeah, I like. I'm, I, it was right in the sweet spot. Like twenty three minutes. It didn't need to go any longer. Yeah, it was, it was. They were starting to slow down a little bit, and boom, that was the finish yeah. right there. Great match, dude. If great you, match, top to bottom, dude. If you told me, you're like, you know what? Next year, you're gonna watch Tentaku, and you're gonna love this match between Tama Tonga and Evil. I would have told you that you were smoking crack. 
I would have been like, there is no fucking timeline that exists in this space-time continuum like where that has ever been a thing. Like, I'm like, there's no flap of a butterfly wing. There's nothing where that reality <laughs> is one. You know what I mean? Like, it just isn't oh, yeah. a thing. But yeah, so anyway. And that just shows, that just shows, like like you said, give me a reason to care. Yeah. They gave you a reason to care. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's they, all it takes. Because oh, so all good. of them can go. All of them are good wrestlers. Well, I mean, there are some exceptions. <laughs> but uh, the <laughs> but even then, <laughs> look at that. We're, we're in New Japan Cup, the Yujiro Takahashi, the Pimp, and Naito was one of our favorite matches. And again, mm. just because of the story that the, the match told. So, yeah, anybody can be it on the day. So, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Uh, you had done a great job selling me on the idea that Ishii could potentially win. Uh, he did not, but it did not matter. Both look like absolute weapons. Tanahashi wins. Now he's going to America, and he's going to have that banger four-way. So I can't wait for it. It's awesome. Still just great. having then, bangers always. Like, yeah. Yep. He'll ne- he'll never stop. He'll never stop. They'll have to they'll have to pry a championship out of his cold, dead hands, man. Yeah, yeah. He's going to go forever. The ninth match, 60-minute time limit, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Sekai Hibiku, Kazuchika Okada, the fourth champion, on his fourth defense versus Tetsuya Naito for, like, the millionth time in the last, like, 12 months. Look, how spoiled are we? We were talking about this last time. (laughs) It's so fucking hard having to watch Okada and Naito three times in a year. Like, Let Let me ask you, though. Let me ask you, though. How many more times do you think this match is going to happen. I was watching it this year. And I was like, no, 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 ever. Oh, many. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't know how many, like, I'm sure they're going to wrestle a couple more times, singles matches, you know, G ones and new Japan cups and things like that. Maybe, but like how many more times do you think these guys are going to have championship matches together? I it's it, the, there's got to be a lot more behind than in front is what I'm saying. And we need to really appreciate mm. the majesty that they put on every single time. Yeah. I think they'll probably cool it for a while now that like this was oh, sort of the big yeah. reboot and they'll probably let it chill. And then next time they come back around, it'll be with some stakes. And again, it will be an absolute classic. Yeah, I think you're right. The, the thing about it is like these matches are always so very good that like you said we're spoiled yeah like the the one at new japan cup wasn't it wasn't up to the normal standards mm-hmm. and it was like eh, they're wrestling again next month i'm sure yeah. that'll be better and well it that's it I they, they was... were keeping things in their their pocket because they're like what yeah. are we gonna fucking do when we're a main event like we just need to like knock out something you know i think i think that this was probably the best one they've had this year mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which is saying something because that first one that first one in february was fucking fantastic yeah yeah but I mean, like these two, when you put them together, for me, like their first title match back in 2012 was like the match that sold me on New Japan again. Mm-hmm. I said, "This, this is it for me, man." Uh-huh. You know, so I love these two. I'll watch them. I'll watch them wrestle in a fucking broom closet. I don't care, man. I'll just give it to me every time. But like, I really like as I was watching, it was hitting me. I was like, "This is this is a hand, one of a handful of times that I'm ever going to see this live again." Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm ever going to see this and not know what's going to happen next. It's, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to have to find this on the world and watch it a year later. You know, I'm, I'm, this is, this is one of the last times that I'm going to, maybe not the last times. This is one of a handful of times that this will ever happen 
again. And, and that's, that's ir- irrespective of where they go in their careers. These two are tied together forever. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Uh, this match, like, uh, already these matches it's just like mediocre excellence right like it's like mm-hmm. we're we're uh yeah just just like i say spoiled with this kind of stuff but it was awesome and i feel like this one was made better than that earlier one that you spoke of in the year because of the stuff that happened after and they let you like well, marinate about- in the win and the speech and everything like that and then it happened and that as a package creates story Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so directly after Tanahashi's match, he wins the U.S. title. Oh yes, we cut over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chase Owens comes out and he says, "You know what? I beat you last year in like under ten minutes, and you never gave me a shot at your belt. And now you got a new shiny belt. But I also have a new shiny belt. So instead, let's just give my title shot to someone else." And he gets attacked by a masked opponent. The the masked opponent unmasks, and it is rock hard juice robinson the last real man in professional wrestling this dude worked everybody yeah. just worked him he he did i mean he he was saying he was done with wrestling he was saying he was just going to be a house husband for tony storm like yeah i mean if you if you have the opportunity to just like make sure that tony storm is happy for the rest of her life you're probably going to take it i was like yeah dude totally <laughs> like don't go to bro. Japan, just chill at home. She's making the AEW dollars. You're hanging out. Like, it's fine. Yeah, fetch fetch her beer and put on Motley Crue records. Make sure she's cool, you know. Do you need your pillows fluff, Tony? Is it cool? You yeah. know, that sort of thing. It sounds like a good life to me, man. And he was like, nah, bro, I got to get Big big Red back. Yeah. I got to go and get my belt back, bro. So, yeah, he, he knows social media bullshit, just fucking shows up and – is the talk of the town for like uh, about 45 minutes until Jay White comes back at the end of uh, Okada and Naito. Exactly. Now, did you, had you been spoiled or did you expect it to be him? So when he uh, had been spoiled, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had also been spoiled, but like mildly, but only mild enough that I suspected. Like it was like I opened Instagram or something like that. And I saw a picture of Juice Robinson, not like in the ring with Tanahashi or anything like that. But I went, I wiped it away. And I was like, that's weird. I don't see Juice too often on things. And then as soon as I saw the masked figure, I went, oh, okay, it's Juice. Like, <laughs> you know, but yeah. it was still cool. It was it was still a big surprise. I think like getting spoiled for this one specifically made me really excited to see like, not just you know, the actual attack, but actually seeing his, his promo afterwards. Did you get to watch his no, promo? No, I haven't seen it. Is it good? Oh, it was great. Yeah. I mean, Juice has always been a fun promo, but he's taken that, that sort of fire that he had that was uh, so like made him so fun to listen to. And he's, you know, turned that into a very like dark character. Now it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Really? Maybe I can, Maybe I can play it for the listeners. Give me two seconds. Keep vamping for a moment. Um, oh, I'll keep vamping. So, yeah, like, the thing about Juice is, like, he, no social media presence whatsoever. So when he comes out to the to the the world specifically to say something, it's usually that we, it's something that we listen to because he's not, we, he doesn't really, he's not that kind of guy that works us or anything like that. He was just like, you know, I'm not really happy with my station. Um, you know, I've been just chilling in Impact for a while and, 
maybe I'm just done. Maybe I, maybe I've lost the love. Maybe I've lost the love of professional wrestling. And then he comes out looking like an absolute stud just clobbers Tanahashi with a couple of finishing moves. I think he, he did a new finishing move that was like a started in like the UFO position and brought him all the way down to like a X factor face buster, which was pretty cool. Okay. If there's any question as to why I just did what I did to Tanahashi, well, you're all fucking stupid. How long did you think that I was going to play grab ass with Taguchi and friends, huh? How long did you think I was gonna sit on the apron and wait for David Finley to tag me, huh? No, this is my shit. This is my shit. And if you're surprised right now, oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Hey, come over here. Somebody come over here. Come here, get over here. Somebody get over here, come on. Come on, come over here. fire that was cool i like a fired up juice robinson promo and that was really cool i was wondering why at the end when they uh had like you know all the photos of them together holding up the belts i was like where'd the u.s title go i thought he had it that explains where it went because he gives it to that nice lady to take back to tanahashi well i mean it's tanahashi's of course i mean it's it's juices yeah well i thought i thought he was just gonna like carry it around and be like you can't even like i'm just holding on to it because it is mine come and take it (laughs) yeah come and take it now that was cool i liked it i liked it yeah i I love that like how long how long do you think i was gonna play grab ass with the gucci like i was like yeah (laughs) you're right I like that uh, promo I, I talked about on one of my episodes on Ocean Fields back in the day and played the promo. That one where, like, his US title promo where he's like, I'll be coming with bald eagles flying out my ass, red, white, and blue. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Juice don't miss, man. Nah, when when he gets fired up, he can be good. So, yeah, no, I, I thought that was a cool return. And then, yeah, the everything we said about Okada and Naito, and then uh, Okada does his big speech and gives Naito his respect and stuff. We were we were debating how that whole thing plays out, and Naito doesn't look like a loser, like again losing to Okada. But it, it reminded me in the moment that it's New Japan, and nobody's really a loser when they win. You know, if they get, like, the respect the pro- the proper way and there's the right nods, it's like, you almost got me and stuff like that. It really doesn't hurt anybody. You know what I mean? It's pro wrestling. No, if it's done the right way. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And maybe we were being reactionary podcast assholes. Like, yeah. that's a thing. Which we definitely are. Well, we are the International Wrestling Grand Prix. Yeah, we, you know, we're so. pricks, so shut up about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but when you think about Naito's... Naito's run to the top of the card like he's never had a smooth run he never like is dominant he always just kind of comes in at the last minute and you know proves that he can do it so you can never really count him out but he does lose more than he wins when it comes to title matches yeah and I mean that all plays into the story too because next time he wins the title. If that happens, it'll be like, look at all these losses he had, but he kept getting back up and got to where he is now. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's what made that's what made his his eventual win over Okada at Wrestle Kingdom so fucking good. Yeah. You know, that's what made it hit so hard for us. I was there. Humble brag. It was great. Humble brag. Yeah. And then Kenta fucking did. ruined it for everybody. Uh, and then that is kind of what happened here. So I cut it as his big speech. And then basically the the Bullet Club attack here was basically the equivalent of like Marvel after credits extra scene, you know, because it felt it like really I was. almost I almost turned it off. Like, because normally like the speech is happening and stuff and the things rain down. I literally was basically reaching for my remote to like turn off my TV because I was done. Uh, and then and then it all went down, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, my my whole thing is when, when I'm done with the when I'm done with the show, I'll leave it running in the background while I go make a sandwich or you know get a bowl of cereal or something, and that way I can see who the next challenger is when they come out. Yeah, and so I'm sitting there, I'm like, "Oh, okay, I guess it's." So I'm sitting there making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I'm like, "All right, this is fine." And then I hear the the music stop, and everyone goes, "What? What the hell? What the hell?" You know, I'm like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! It's real! Yeah, it's real." Jamie, Jamie's back, our boy. Yeah, it was a, oh, it was amazing catalyst. seeing him back in Japan, and it, it's it's funny, right? Because sometimes you you think about like the expenses of this stuff, and so they have you know paid for a flight to fly in Switchblade, uh, for just an after match sequence, and then they're sending him straight back to America again, you know, just to yep. be there for a 10, 15 minute segment, not even that, but it's like as you're seeing all the pictures and stuff come out and you're like, it was worth the plane tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah, like to, for the buzz, it's worth it. Like, and yep. then I was like, how fucking good a life is that motherfucker living right now? You know what I mean? He's like got his farm. He's in the U S he's doing it. He's doing whatever shows he can in the, the U S and he's big enough in that company. They'll be like, cool. So we're just going to fly you in for the end of Dontaku after the match, come out, Bit of an attack, bit of a beat down, few photos. Then you're heading straight back say to all, America. Say all your catchphrases yep. and then have a beer bash with your friends. You know the ones, era, sold out Madison Square Garden, last rock and roller. Just drop them all out, pose with yeah. your boys, just, have a beer, fuck just off. run through them. Yeah. You can get the get the the Rolodex going. Just, okay, here they go. This one, this one, this one. Fans go home happy. Yeah. Uh, you know, beer bash with your friends. Yeah, that's Hey, look, it. Gallows and Anderson are here. Yeah, cool. Get to hang out with them would be a fun time i reckon so yeah it was and it was worth it like the photos everybody talking on the internet like it's uh yeah it, it was cool and like i said it felt like bullet club was cool again for the most part yep mm-hmm. absolutely and absolutely and mm-hmm. uh, well I, I mean when you when you think about defining moments for bullet club mm-hmm. you've got some defining moments with like couple of with Devitt, a lot of them with AJ Styles, mm-hmm. even more with Kenny. Mm-hmm. This is going to be one of those ones for for Jay. Like when we look back at the history of Bullet Club, this really felt like one of those moments where you're like, this is one that's going to be in a video package very soon. Mm-hmm. You know, history well, of Jay White. If you were doing that, yeah, you, if I was thinking of moments for Jay White, like you think of when he like uh, attacks Kenny Omega when Kenny Omega's like, he's going to be the new mm-hmm. member of Bullet Club and then he attacks him. And then I guess you'd think of, you'd think of like his championship win. You'd think of him, you know, being devastated after his Wrestle Kingdom match with Kota Ibushi. You would think about 
him confronting uh, Kenny Omega on impact, even though it never went anywhere. It was pretty epic when he walked out. And then Mm -hmm. you think of this, really, and it's not like a huge amount of moments in, you know, people's career, but they were all like pretty epic. And so this was like a real standout moment, I think, for him. And especially getting that photo like the other leaders have had. uh, And like I said, you put the good brothers in there, Farley's there, it feels more official and real and, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So what can we make of House of Torture not being part of this beer bash? Yeah, because Jay was even saying, even as he was walking up the ramp into the camera, he's like, I choose who's in Bullet Club. I decide what it is. He's like, Chris Bay, I haven't forgotten you, baby. And he's like shouting out, you know, his boys. And stuff like that. But Evil and all those guys were left out completely. And he was even saying, I'm not done. And you don't know who else is going to be and all this stuff. Like, I think House of Torture out in the cold. I think they're going to become their own thing. I don't think they're, like, really. Bullet Club subsidiary anymore. Yeah, exactly. They're just, like, they came off, like, henchmen at best. Like, sub-henchmen. Yeah. Yeah, they really they didn't come out for any of the any of the fun. They didn't have any big like House of Torture moments for this show. This was the Bullet Club anniversary show, and your own subsidiary of it gets left in the cold. It's left like, in the cold, and it's like when uh, they had that last kind of bigish moment where Gato came back and House of Torture were like helping them beat up on Tama, and he's like, "No, no, we need to do the high too sweet now," and all that stuff. That was like. Jay White shot called it. He's like, tell all the boys, take him out. But then that's all they were. They were just hired guns then, and they mm-hmm. weren't even worth the respect of, like, the real moves. Yeah, it seems seems like something's coming there. I mean, it seems like Bullet Club Civil War is something that's been thrown around for, I don't know, literally, like, eight years now. So, I mean, this isn't really as cool a Civil War as could have been with other members you know what i mean because house of torture don't even really feel like bullet club they they, they've and they're starting to build their own vibe as well uh so maybe they just kind of drop the bullet club sort of prefix and are just house of torture well i think i think when when they were announcing the best of super junior blocks that shows Block didn't his 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 tame title card his name card did not say Bullet Club it definitely said House of Torture yeah but I don't think it said Bullet Club on it exactly whereas like Ishimori's did yeah exactly I think I think they're just building them into a different faction completely it'll be yeah. interesting to see if they ever address it and have like that kind of Civil War thing or it just like slowly disappears and nobody ever talks about it. <laughs> I think a match. I think a match with between Jay and Evil could be pretty good, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Be interesting. I think people would want to see it. You could have that headline a uh, show. You know, I'm not talking Wrestle Kingdom, but you could do a yeah. You know, a defense or something like that. Jay takes the title off Okada or whatever, and you could do a defense against Evil, and it's kind of like uh, the the Bullet Club Civil War and stuff like that. Headlining, uh, you know another show mm-hmm. a b show yeah definitely definitely not like a dominion not a wrestle kingdom no. but maybe like a king of pro wrestling or something yeah. like that could mm-hmm. be a thing yeah exactly evil always tends to kind of have like a sort of a highish standing on the 
the king of pro wrestling card, if I remember correctly. That's because that's that's after G1. He'll always, you know, get a sneaky win over Okada at the G1 yeah, or something like that and challenge yeah, the king yeah, of pro wrestling. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, no, that, that's cool. But all in all, um, fuck, we, we were like, we'll try and make this whole show an hour. It's an hour now just talking about Dentaku. But uh, it was it was awesome. Not even worried about it. Yeah, exactly. It I'm just so trying great. to. It's so <laughs> nice. It was so nice opening wrestling Twitter and seeing people like, oh, fuck yeah, New Japan. This yeah. was great. Mm-hmm. And like on the on the back of this amazing New Japan Cup, this uh, the challenge that they did between Zack Sabre Jr. and Okada, that whole show was great. Windy City Riot should have been in there because that was a pretty top-notch card that went went the way of the dodo because of technical issues but there was nothing wrong with the wrestling that night and then this show this show is great so you've i mean new japan's been on a fucking tear dude and it's so cool to see people who you know two years ago were, or a year and a half even were like new japan's dead fucking bury that shit it's done you know and and now people are fucking putting respect on, on new Japan and it feels fucking good, dude. Yeah, it feels it really good. It's really cool. Especially like seeing it out for so long and, you know, and wearing it out. Like <laughs> it's nice to see it come back around, you know, that's why I wanted to start the really? show even before I knew it was going to kind of be the thing because I was starting to feel really disconnected from it. And it's such like a huge part of my fandom and something like I really enjoyed traveling to see and all of that stuff. I was like, maybe if I make an effort, and like talk about it with my friend and look at it more regularly, maybe I'll start to feel better about it. And then when they announced that new Japan fucking cup, man, with all those extra people, that's why I I had you on my show and the, like in our original new Japan cup day. And it begins as a rant, like me being like, what are these motherfuckers doing? I'm so mad. Like I called you and I'm like, want to come on my show so I can fucking bitch about this thing. And, (laughs) It then ended up spinning into this show and us actually being really happy with how it's going. So I'm I'm feeling yeah. really stoked good with how things, it's man. all played out. Yeah, exactly. Good things popping, dude. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of good things popping, the news that came out today, that Forbidden Door, that niche show that only appeals to a, a niche of a niche of a niche audience sold like 11,000 tickets in like 30 minutes. I saw some dumb motherfucker on Twitter being like, oh, New Japan on Axis did like 0% viewership in the demo. Hopefully they're not going to regret releasing uh, Forbidden Door because maybe they're not going to sell any tickets. And people were sharing this tweet like, this dude don't even know. And then it like sells out in like seconds like the only yeah the only reason that it didn't sell the whole thing for the pre-sale is because they deliberately held back like three thousand tickets to actually sell on the day yeah pre-sale sold out like in less than an hour yeah yeah so i mean that's that's amazing that's so good so that they've held back like three thousand for walk-ups basically uh no it's for like when the so this was a Uh pre-sale then the actual sale happens later on this week okay. i think like internet sales uh-huh. and then i, I they won't have walk-ups yeah. they, they're, they're the thing will be sold out yeah yeah absolutely so now that's that's awesome man uh, and i think it's a show that people have wanted for a very long time and i think both companies are gonna like i don't think this is gonna be wrestle kingdom night three 
Noah and New Japan like holding hands and just fucking about and just like I think they're gonna look to make a major impact on the wrestling world and make moments yeah. and have people giving stuff and tweeting stuff and really make some shit happen. People laying down Lord help that me. you wouldn't expect. This that. is gonna be a touchstone moment in pro wrestling. Yeah. Hear me now and listen to me later. This shit's gonna be fucking huge. And I and <laughs> there's me <laughs> making the bold prediction that AEW and New Japan teaming up for a, a mega show is gonna be a huge thing. I know. Like the, the bold of me to assume, right? But this is gonna be a fucking moment, dude. Yeah. I promise you. It's gonna be awesome. What I promise? What's the date on this bad boy? Because I'm feeling like I need to get the day off of work or some shit. Uh June twenty something. The twenty something of June. The twenty something. Tell me it's a Friday. That'd be so hot. So it's a Sunday. Oh. A Sunday for you or a Sunday? Oh, it'll be a Sunday for you. It'll be a Monday. Sunday for me. Well, it'll be Monday, early Monday morning for me, even even uh, Monday morning for you as well. Sunday night for America. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I guess I'll be watching the replay like the next day. Unless I take it off. But, I mean, I've just had so much leave, so I don't know. Anyway. I'll deal with that when I come to it. I've had, I've media blacked out before for wrestling. It won't be the first and it won't be the last. So <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, the things we got to do for living in exactly. a place that isn't, That's you know, it. It's just always better when you watch it live. You know what I mean? Like, it really is. Yeah, exactly. Oh, really then it's especially for big events like Wrestle Kingdom. I get Wrestle Kingdom off every year. Yeah. You know, so. I make sure if, if I'm working those nights, I'll leave early just to make sure I'm in front of my TV for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wrestle Kingdom always works out good for me, even if it is a work day, because I could do a leave early, because we see it like like Japan's an hour ahead of us. So if the, the yeah. show starts at five, it's starting here at four, you know? So that normally works out fine. Um, but because it's in America, then it kind of fucks me a bit. <laughs> well, let's end our show tonight by doing a breakdown of these beautiful mm -hmm. blocks. For the best of the super juniors i'm so excited i like when these blocks were getting announced it was just like stop stop my nipples can only get so hard guys you sent me the I picture and i replied is this fucking real like <laughs> i didn't believe that it was so fire i was like this is a fan-made thing like this is a wish list this yeah. is wish listing this is this is fucking booking this yeah. is fan booking yeah, this is it's it's hot, man. It oh, is so absolutely good. hot. Let's just let's just go through both blocks A and B. We're talking about taking turns and messing about, but let's just kind of talk about each of the entrants and sort of see where this takes us. Yeah. So, okay, so let's start. Do you want to you want to go A block, B block, A block, B block, like that, or do you want to just go all the way through? Actually, no. Let's uh, yeah. Let's do all and of A and then all of B. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A block. So A start block, now. we start out, of course, with Taguchi. Now, this is maybe the, like I said, the only kind of a little bit of a downer on this tournament for me. Uh, and like you said, everybody needs a night off. I've said it myself before. My We were kind of playing around with the idea of maybe doing best case, worst case scenarios for, for both guys. We're not going to do that. We're not going to overdo that gimmick, so to speak. But I started with Taguchi, and I was like, best case, 
keeps his pants on for the entire show. Like, it's, <laughs> it's the entire thing because I'm very concerned that it's going to be like the Taguchi G-String show in what is going to be, I think, for a lot of new fans that are going to start coming in leading up to Forbidden Door, like a, a display of what the juniors can do. Let's Let's do this. Can you pick out a match in that block, in that A block, that you're most excited for for Taguchi? Most excited for? Okay, so mm-hmm. let's have a look. Who are you most excited to see Taguchi uh, in, fight in this A block? Clark Connors. That's fair. Why, why Clark Connors for Taguchi? Because I just think he's going to mow him. I think he's just going to completely so. mince him. I think it's going to be Trophy Kill City, and he's just going to destroy him. Right on. All right, next up, mm-hmm. Yo. Yo. That's worst-case scenario with Taguchi <laughs> for me. Taguchi versus Yo, I can't imagine caring less. At the start of this A block, these two guys, with the exception of Wado down below, are the only three in this tournament I don't give a fuck about. That's fair. Yeah. But uh, Yo, who cares? Um, I guess he'll probably go quite deep into it in the end. Uh, I hope he doesn't win it. Um, and then that's Yo. Uh, next yeah. after that is Clark Connors. Uh, very excited to see his inclusion uh, in this. To see yeah, him the in Wild Japan. Rhino returns to Japan, dude. Yeah. So Jack. It's so, so cool. He's in like the best shape ever. He's probably my favorite, like LA Dojo young lion. Um, and I just think he brings something different to this entire field than anybody else does. Uh, and it could be a real showing out party for him. Um Who who are you most excited to see Clark match up with? Okay, so in this Field, I would say Clark Connors and Hiromu, or is it Show or is it Ace Austin? Could be really interesting as well. I think Hiromu is going to bump like a fucking madman. Yeah, I think Hiromu or Show maybe. That's Show will probably win ones. with a wrench, but I could picture those two having like a really good like suplex fest kind of match. Yep, yep. Next, uh, yeah, power versus power for that one's gonna be fun. Uh, next up, we got the current best of the super juniors champion Hiromu Takahashi. Mm-hmm. How you feeling on Hiromu's chances this year? Mm, I hope he doesn't win again. I feel like he's won it like 500 times and he's also been carrying around that trophy for ages and I'm sick of seeing it. Like it doesn't even feel, the trophy doesn't even feel special this year because I've seen it every single day since he won it. You know, like yeah. is how I he am. did. He did it uh, at Dantaku. He left the trophy in the ring. Oh, did he? Did he? Yeah. Oh, how'd I miss that? Oh, because that match fucking put me to sleep. That's why. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I want to see great matches from Hiromu, but I don't want to see him win the tournament. Fair, fair point. Mm-hmm. Okay, Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Uh, I like Kanemaru. I hope to see that move where he like puts them on the railing and runs from behind and then jumps over him and like 
axe leg drops them over their neck, like to the outside. I love that yeah. move when he does it. Uh, and I think he's going to have, like, I feel like he's a sleeper in this tournament, not necessarily to win the entire thing, but to deliver great matches with all these guys. Francesco, um, sorry, uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, I'm looking at Francesco here. Uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru is the dude who is such a steady hand, he can walk anybody through a good match. Yeah. You could put him in with a sack of potatoes and he would carry it to at least two and a half stars. Absolutely. So like, and and I think having some some young baby faces in this match, like Yo or Clark, uh, Clark Connors, like he can he can show them, like he'll be a heel and make them look so good just by being in the ring with him. Absolutely. Not to mention, this man is 45 years old. Like, and he can hang with all these guys. He's been wrestling for so long. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's going to have some great matches. Next up, the current Impact Wrestling X Division Champion, Ace Austin. How do you feel about Impact Wrestling as a whole or, or the X Division, maybe? Do you know anything about Look, I, I know a little bit about it. I haven't been up to date with it. There was sort of a time where I was, like, right on top of it. There was, like, um, we don't get, like, a lot of wrestling on TV here, but there was a time when Impact was just regularly on, like, Foxtel, which is our cable. I don't know why. It was, like, the kind of, like, Moose, EC3, Matt Hardy type era. And so mm-hmm. when it was on regularly and I could just, like, set my thing to tape and stuff, I used to watch it a lot. And then so Ace Austin wasn't really a part of it then, but I've since watched a few episodes and stuff with him, and I think he's got, like, a huge upside. He's in, like, tremendous physical condition. He's normally got Madman Fulton with him. I don't know if he'll be coming with him, or at least he did in the stuff that I've watched. I don't know if they're still together or appearing. I don't know if he'll be with him in this tournament. It would be cool if he was because that big enforcer sort of suits his character as well. But yeah, Ace Austin's essentially Gambit from the X-Men. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's incredibly Shane talented. fucking hates that. Shane's favorite his favorite comic book character in the world is Gambit, and he fucking hates that Ace Austin is is coming out with like the card and the bow staff and shit. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just can't take it. He can't, can't take it. it. My my co-host on Smart Foundation, Shane, yeah. hates it. Yeah, well, and I and it's like, dude, he's fucking Gambit. That's amazing. If someone came out dressed as Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles, you'd think that was awesome. He's like, no, fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> but yeah, I think this will be like some needed credibility for Ice Austin. You know what I mean? Like you can be a really good wrestler, but you're still a really good wrestler in impact. And that still, despite a lot of their rebuilding they've been doing, has a, a little bit of a stigma to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It still feels a little bit small league and stuff. And I haven't seen him anywhere else. So this will be his biggest showing to date. And he's in a huge round robin tournament in Japan. I'm sure we're going to see things from him that we haven't seen before and a grittier kind of style. And I, I think he, he's going to really impress. All right. Next up, Alex Zane, the sauce. This guy comes out. He looks like a space pirate. Um, he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, he was in WWE for like six and a half minutes. I think he had a cup of coffee there and then got fired and he's back. He's back on uh, new Japan television. He was on strong a lot, uh, when it first started, I like Alex Zane. He's fun to watch. 
something about him visually rubs me the wrong way. I don't know if it's his mustache. Mm, the the mustache is a stylish a, ponytail. Yeah, the mustache is a new addition. He's changed up his sort of color scheme as well into bright reds and stuff, which I don't love. But I do really like Alex Zane. I know him from GCW stuff, and then he started to do stuff with New Japan. I actually met him once uh, at the TGI Fridays at the Dome, uh, along with Lance Archer and Kevin Kelly and a whole bunch of people that were there. Um, and he was really cool. Uh, I was talking to him for a bit. Um, he's obviously a big fan of Taco Bell, so that was a fun thing. There's, uh, there's Taco Bell right near the dome, so he's going to be stoked. Uh, but yeah, the mustache, the the like uh, pirate mustache, is a new addition. Uh, I don't know whether it was directly he like hurt his eye quite bad at GCW in his first ever death match. He like fractured his orbital bone or something like that. Oh shit! And so he actually had like an eye patch on for a hot second. So maybe he just lent into that. And went to like the oh, twirly man. mustache as well. Uh, so. Yeah, the first time I saw him, the first time I saw him recently, when he came out with like the red um, yeah, the vest red. on that yeah. had the fluff on it and stuff, I was just like, this guy looks like some. He looks like the first mate dude from Pirates of Dark Water. I don't know if anybody remembers that cartoon. Yeah, but man, that was the shit. Yeah, that, so, <laughs> so. it's been an interesting choice in a change of gear. But uh, but yeah, I mean, if you don't know his story, I know a little bit about him in that like he was just like sort of a local guy. And GCW do this show called like Backyard Wrestling every now and then uh, where it's kind of like, it's funny because like the GCW wrestlers will like wrestle in their old gimmicks that they had when they were kids and shit. Like <laughs> they'll be, they'll, awesome. they'll wrestle under different names. Uh, Atticus Kogar and his brother Otis Kogar recently had a match against each other where they were both Kane and the Undertaker and stuff like, cause they used to love them when they were kids. <laughs> it's hell funny. But, uh, and so Alex was just on there. He was just like a guy in track pants doing like these ridiculous, like flips and crazy stuff. And it sort of went viral. And then he started to, I guess, take it more seriously or get taken seriously and then upped his gear and everybody was like talking about these matches he was having. And then, yeah, he got signed to WWE. Um, and then they made him like a big part of like 205 Live. But then when they nixed that show, he got nixed along with a ton of people, you know, in all those like mass releases. So it wasn't really like he did a shit job and got fired. It was just like, all these people got to go. Like hundreds of people lost their jobs and he was one of them. Um, but uh, he, you know, made the most of it, and he's bounced back to GCW, and then immediately went back to to strong. And then it's really cool to see him in um, Best of Super Junior. So I'm actually excited to see what it, what he does uh, in this. And I think um, probably I, I'd be looking forward to seeing him versus a bunch of these guys. Him and Ace Austin Wilterra, him and Hiromu, him and Clark Connors, like you know, all the faces I could talking about uh, that stand out to me. He's gonna be. One of them for sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, next up, Francesco Akira. Still haven't seen uh, him wrestle. Fireball Francesco. <laughs> haven't looked up a video. I've just been waiting. I'm like, I'll wait and see what he does in things. So You're I'm excited to see. The dude can go. Yeah, he, he can saying. go. And uh, I'm really excited for it. I mean, his his introduction was a bit of a wet fart. Mm-hmm. But like... Yeah, when he gets going, you're going to see some fun shit come out of Francesco Akira. Uh, yeah, the newest member of uh, United Empire. Like, it's the United Empire is an actual stable again. It's yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. got representation. Speaking of, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Francesco Akira, um, he looks a little funny. Man, he can throw down in the ring. Yeah, you're going to cool. see some shit come out of that boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his style and him and Alex Zane are going to have a fucking field day. 
Yeah, wow. they're they're gonna be like, dude, we're in Japan together. We're in Best of Super Juniors. Let's fucking go, and it's yeah. gonna be great. Sick. Is he that sort of wrestler? That flippy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That'll be crazy then. Uh, next up, the current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Taiji Ishimori. Um, I know you're not psyched no, about this. Don't really care. Um, it, it, I just want him to make me care, but he is yet to ever do it but he's the new champion so he'll be defending it uh and i i'm sure he's not putting it on the line in the tournament but he is the champion and he'll be uh picking up wins accordingly well, and also potentially setting up some defenses yeah and that's the thing like I, I was gonna wait for the end there's four different singles belts from four different companies in this tournament like they're gonna be yeah, setting up defenses all over the joint it's gonna be amazing um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he and Clark Connors do together. Uh, I mean, Ishimori being so fucking fast, it's going to be great to see him versus that entire block of Ace Austin, Francesco, here and Alex Zane. Uh, it, let's just hope he's got his working boots on for it. And finally in the A block, last entrance in the A block is Show. How are you feeling about the murder machine? I'm feeling good about Show and good about his new nickname. I think he'll probably go pretty deep in this. To be honest, I think uh, when you look at everybody in his block, he's like really the only dastardly heel. Uh, and I think we'll see show bullshit. I'll see, I think we'll see some wrench action. And I, I think we'll see him at the very least in like the semis. Yep. Yep. All right. So heading on to the B block, Master Watto is your first entrant. Master Watto is. He's had a lot of trouble as a singles wrestler uh, recently. You know, he's he's been in a team with Ryusuke Taguchi trying to, like, kind of hold his hand and let him not be the person to carry the match. Let him be carried to matches. And let's see if maybe, you know, Baby Duck's got to swim eventually. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, could be a, this could be a breakout moment for Master Watto. He's in here with a lot of really good wrestlers, man, and they might be able to make him look like a million bucks. Absolutely. I think it'll be a bit of a sink or swim situation because there's a chance that he'll be able to hang and look really great because of it, or there's a chance that he just looks like the loser of the block. So he's going to need to well, step up in a big way. Bushi's in the block. So, I mean, like. But Bushi's still going to look great doing it. That's true. That Prada and Dolce and Gabbana and all that. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's Next still going to look great doing it, but yeah, Wado's not going to look as cool. So. Next up is uh, your friend Robbie Eagles. Yeah, buddy, coming over from Oz, baby. Uh, gonna do some, uh, gonna do some sharp shooting. I'm excited, dude. The, He's the got matchups some stiff that... competition, man. This B block is fucking stacked. Oh, so good, it's so it's good. good. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna like Robbie versus Teton, Robbie versus Despy again, Robbie versus L Lindemann, Robbie versus Wheeler Yuta, like. Bro, another match with El Fantasmo. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, this is going to be so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm so jacked, man. B-Block is uh, so fire. I'm, it's, oh, God. It doesn't get much better than that. All right. Next up, we have uh, the, ah, the current CMLL. Uh, where was it? What's the name of that fucking belt? That's what it is. The uh, World Welterweight Championship. Uh, CMLL World Welterweight Championship, Teton. Um, I haven't, we haven't seen Teton in 
uh, New Japan in a few years, obviously. I'm very excited for Teton to come back. Uh, I, I love this dude. Yeah. He's such like 100% Corazon, 100% Technico. Like the dude is the good guy. And I'm so jacked to see what he's going to be able to do against like Doki and El Desperado and El Fantasmo. Like that super good guy, mega baby face is going to be so much fun to see against those evil dastardly heels, dude. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Man, I love the the names of the CMLL guys as well. Teton is is awesome, and uh, the, the mask and everything he's going to deliver is going to be sick. Fun story about the CMLL guys. I remember we were in uh, Karakun Hall, and there's a big poster for uh, Fantastic Mania on it. And on it, it has Soberano Jr. And he's like... I think I'm related to him. I'm Drunkarano Senior. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, whatever oh, we see. Yeah, she's so witty. She's really the Bless queen her. of puns. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see him with any combination of guys in this. Yeah, Teton's, Teton's one of my favorites. I always look forward to Fantasca Mania all the time just to see, like, Teton come over and apply uh, his craft. Because I love me a good, like, you know, Technico uh, baby face luchador. Yeah. And so. it'll be fun seeing him in this scenario as well. Because Fantastica Mania is always like, you know, kind of like fun matches and a bit like, hey, where's this is going to be not, like a canon. tournament. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so this is going to be a tournament and it's going to be interesting seeing him uh, apply that little bit more serious kind of outlook. So next up is the B blocks night off Bushi. The mighty Bush. Yeah. He's going to do things probably. He's, he's going to uh, have some great looks. Yep. He's going to strangle somebody with a t-shirt. Yep. yep, yep. It's going to do that at least once. The next after him is the <laughs> former <laughs> junior heavyweight champion, uh, El Desperado. El Desperado, our boy Despi. Now, Desperado has just recently lost the Junior Heavyweight Championship, so he's going to be probably looking to make a, a statement. I'm really hoping that this is, like, his chance to finally win a Best of the Super Junior. I think I and, think they took the belt off it just so he could win it. <laughs> it's almost how I feel yeah, about it. With, with the Junior Heavyweight belt being in the A block, you would think that the winner's going to come from the B block, and, I mean, smart money's got to be on probably either Robbie or El Desperado. Right. See, uh, the only downside for me about this entire situation, I love that. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, then El Desperado gets the best of the Super Juniors win, and it leads to another match with Ishimori. Fucking sweet. That's where I'm at with this entire thing. I'm like, and they, we get a Bone Soldier match as the, as the, the ending. Payoff. You know what I mean? Opposed to the payoff being like, and whoever wins this block then has an absolute fucking banger with El Desperado. Maybe well, Ishimori I mean, can so lose it. He won't, he won't lose it during the tournament. Not during the tournament, but maybe in like his first defense on some... So, okay, let's do this real quick. I'm going to derail our entire plans. Uh -oh. So, say he's going to take a pin in his block to set up a defense straight after at the first show that happens afterwards who do you have pin him to then have that banger match with the best of the super juniors winner El Desperado? Ooh. 
And um, that, that's why, and then now I like this idea, but I immediately hate that, say, like somebody like Wheeler Yuda isn't in the same block. Because then you could have like the match on Forbidden Door, Wheeler Yuta becomes the new junior champion, and then El Desperado banger match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at the A block. I would love to see Clark Connors win it. Uh, Hiromu's always solid, of course. Let's give it. Let's give it a like a far far shot out of here, and put it on someone like Francesco Akira, you know, or Ace Austin. Yeah, Ace to, Austin to would like, be interesting having it on like the Impact X Division champion. That's pretty yeah, interesting. I think Impact gets kind of kind of shafted with the, all the Forbidden Door stuff. Like yeah. people kind of forget that it's even a thing, you know. Like the the big show is. You know, you're probably going to have some ROH representation on there. ROH doesn't even have television right now. Impact's probably going to get a little bit of shoved to the side a little bit. And maybe it might be nice to have Ace Austin, you know, get a big, big time win over Taiji Ishimori. I don't hate it. And for Impact, they're obviously like, you can use Gallows and Anderson. You know, uh, we give Jay White work. You know what I mean? They, they're a big linchpin in the whole forbidden door scenario and they're not even on the poster of that show you know what i mean so it would be nice if they go okay well cool the trade-off is we want one of our upcoming stars he doesn't really wrestle other places he's just our guy ace austin we want him in best of the super juniors we want him to win he becomes the champion and then you get that ace austin el desperado match would be really interesting as well and i think it would get people talking about ace austin and impact so yeah that would be best case scenario definitely uh next up is our boy doki so i love doki and i cannot wait to see what he and teton have cooked up for this because you know they're gonna just go yeah. off it's gonna be so much fun it's gonna be lucha city eh? it's gonna be fantastic now next person up Tell me about L. Lindemann. Talk to me about L. Lindemann right now. Yeah, so I love the Strong Hearts, and I love L. Lindemann. I've seen him live a bunch of times, uh, mainly in tag scenarios, like six-man tags, uh, eight-man tags, where him and the other Strong Hearts just absolutely decimate their opponents with, like, combination finishes until it's, like, no doubt that that person's in the ground and that they have won. You know, uh, but he's like super, like grapply, like low center of gravity, German suplexy, like grind him out type guy. Uh, he's pr- he's probably my, f- is he? Yeah, he's one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Strongheart uh, has a lot of charisma, uh, and I think we'll see him do really good in this. And he, you're gonna see some dream matches like. Like you said, it's like Robbie, Teton, El Desperado, uh, Doki, Yuda, Fantasmo, all of those guys with Lindemann is going to be absolutely fine. Even TJP will, will be. I mean, TJP is a really good wrestler. It's easy, again, to breeze over him too because of, you know, uh, his reputation and stuff. But he's a great wrestler. And I really liked him in the um, Cruiserweight Classic and stuff like that. Yep. 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 Now when you say that he's like a grappler and he's got a low center of gravity and stuff like that, how much are you looking forward to him and him and Wheeler Yuta, him and him yeah. and big shooter Yuta? Yeah, exactly. The ring of honor, pure 
champion wheelie. Pure champion. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be it's going to be good, the, man. It's going to be good. That's the fourth belt in this in this 20 man tournament. There's one belt for every five dudes. That's That's nuts. Nice. Put them all on the line at the same time. Add some more stakes to this. Yeah, let's do it. Let's that do would, it. That would be fun. Imagine Wheel that. Uda, if like, somebody like Wheel of Yuta's like, I'm the pure <coughs> champion. I didn't win this belt to not defend it. And if anybody else has balls in this uh, in this tournament, they're going to put their belts up too. And then it's just like chaos. <laughs> it's, like, it's like belts are flying around. And it's, like, it's like, I walked in the pure champion, but I guess now I'm the CMLL. CMLL <laughs> exactly. Like, Yeah, it'd be wild. They won't do it, but it would be crazy. It would be a lot of fun because like you could have him have him lose it to somebody on night two and then that person loses it to somebody on night four and then he wins it back from that person on night eight. That's what I mean. He could he could go in and out and still end up the, the champion, like the same champion he was when he started even. So so that would be so wild. Wheeler Yuta, like he's been made a star. Yes, they have. His name is on everyone's lips. Yeah, absolutely. They've done a phenomenal job with him and the Blackpool Combat Club. Like the the BCC was almost like just built to be a vehicle for him, you know, like to give him credibility and push him. Do you think, I mean, there's probably no way, but Regal's not with him in this tournament, is he? No, I don't don't think they would take, uh, they would take either of those guys, any of those guys off TV. Yeah. Because they'll be off TV for a month while this tournament's going on. Yeah, exactly. It'd be awesome. I'm surprised they let Wheeler ringside. (laughs) So surprised they let or uh, Wheeler out out of their sight for that long. He was not the one that I thought would be in this tournament. Dante Martin. Yeah, or or Lee Moriarty, or you know, one of those guys that's like young, upcoming, you know, and hot, but they could be without for a little bit, that they're not doing as much. They went for I, the big gun. I thought Wheeler and Garcia would be both off the table because they're doing so much on TV. Yeah. They're, they went for the big gun. Yeah. They went for, for Wheeler shooter. Yeah. You know? Well, they know he's this got, like, awesome. he, he, in a sense, is the perfect guy to do this tournament because at the moment, it's all about building his credibility, you know, like to stand next to Moxley and, and Danielson, you know. And it's like, okay, he's earned their respect. Now those guys have done tournaments overseas. Those guys have won Ring of Honor titles and, you know, and gritty independent titles and things like that. So it's like, cool, now we we give him the – he gets the pure title and then he's entering himself in the best of the super juniors and, like, you know, just building up his resume as, like, a hard-hitting guy. And I feel like we'll probably see a pretty dominant performance from him because – you know, they're wanting to shore up that relationship with AEW and they're going to want their guy to look really good. So he may not win the whole thing, but he's going to be looking like pretty good as it all plays out. Absolutely. I think 100% like Wheeler's going to have big matches. He's probably going to be in a lot of main events and he's probably going to win quite a few of them. Yeah, exactly so. right. Uh, next up, looks like TJP got his vaccine. So that's cool. Uh, he's going to do really cool things. He's like people, like you said, sleep on him because he's got a reputation for being a dick, but I mean, in the ring, dude can go. Yeah. And, um, he absolutely. You can. know, he's, he's a member of the United empire. So I think he was the first, uh, he was, yeah, he was the first junior for the United empire. 
and uh, yeah, he's going to be doing representation in the B block for them. I'm I'm excited. He's going to have a bunch of really good matches. Um, he's had a couple of matches, I think, with Wheeler in strong already, so that'll be fun. Uh, his style is going to mix really well with El Desperado. It's going to mix really it's uh, really well with Robbie Eagles, probably with Teton as well. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited yeah, about it. I th- I think it's going to be uh, a real good showing from TJP. I want to try. I don't know. This year, um, I'm so exhausted with sort of knowing so much about people's real lives through Twitter and stuff like that. I'm just going to try and, like, watch the wrestling that's in front of me. You know what I mean? Like I said, I really like TJP in the Cruiserweight Classic. I was really hoping they would do something with him in the, um, you know, 205 show or whenever he, he started coming out. It was back when I used to watch WWE. I can't really remember, but when... He debuted and he had the, you know, the cool like video game music and stuff. I just felt mm. like as a package, he was really well put together. And I thought he's an amazing wrestler. And I just like, you let those kind of things where people are like, oh, he was saying these stupid things on the internet or his opinion is this or whatever. I just want to kind of try and let that go and just see if I can just enjoy wrestling a little bit. Just because I'm ex- a little bit exhausted with having to sort of uh, know these things about people you know what i mean like that's that's the thing the the yeah, line that be... i'm able to draw in my head that hulk hogan is a childhood hero and terry belay is a piece of shit i want to try and like just draw that line more yeah, often just because i'm exhausted yeah. man i'm so tired like of just the misery like and i'm just like i just gotta stop i just gotta stop you know what's presented in front of me i'm just gonna try and enjoy like that's fair. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. And like, like some people may think that slack, and we have a duty to sort of, you know, know these things and judge people for the, these actions and hold people accountable and stuff. But I just, I just you're, can't. You're not like, buying his T-shirt. Yeah, you're not the one booking him. Exactly. You know, I just need to trust that New Japan have vetted their people and that they're like, you know, going to put on a good show and and that's it. You know what I mean? That's a, that's all you can do. Exactly. I don't like you said. I don't need to buy his T-shirt or you know, support him in any way, like, you know, but I can still watch and enjoy a wrestling match, you know. Yeah, exactly. And our final entrant in the B block, El Fantasmo. Yeah. El Fantasmo. He's going to I'm excited to see. Be great. I, I'm going to be excited to see him with anybody in this block. Yeah, this B block, just from top to bottom, is studs. Yeah. It's going to be great. Well, top to semi bottom <laughs> there's a couple uh from, from top till second from the bottom yeah exactly there's a couple there but you know what those guys have both proved they can go when necessary and just at the moment they haven't so they're they're gonna have many opportunities within this block to to impress so to wrap it up let's do a little pick them uh let's do you know here's where we could do best case worst case Best case scenario coming out of the A block. Who do you think is the best case scenario to come out of the A block? Best case scenario out of the A block. Uh, for me, my best case scenario is... Fuck, I probably wouldn't have said this before, but you've definitely taught me into Ace Austin. That's like a really cool scenario, I think. I'm tied between sounds, Clark Connors, Ace Austin, and Show. 
Okay. Okay. What about worst case out of the A block? You've got a couple there you can choose from. Uh, Yo, Taguchi or Hiromu. So um, I think let, let's let's be firm on some. So I'm just going to go my own personal best case scenario, scenario uh, things uh, aside. Let's go. My best case is going to be Clark Connors. I would love to see this, like, just launch him uh, into, like, maybe being a full-time Japan-style, you know, Japan side, Japan roster junior. Uh, and worst case would be Yo. All right. Okay. And And Ace Austin. And B Block, mm-hmm. best case scenario, worst case scenario. Okay. We're doing all me first, then you. Or, or, or was S, uh, what was your best case, worst case for A? Oh, oh, for A block? Mm-hmm. Best case for me for A block, I'm going to think probably Clark Connors as well, although Ace Austin would be really cool. I would like to see somebody in, you know, the, one of these other champions show up and have a really great showing. Worst case scenario for me is definitely going to be Yo. It's just, it's hard to give a shit yeah. really sometimes. Well, let's do it yo. like we've done it, done it in the past. So we'll... We'll find a consensus. So are we are we agreeing that our best case scenario was Ace Austin or our best case scenario together is Clark Connors? The Ace Austin Clark scenario Connors. we laid out was pretty fun. It is. It is. But like at the end of the day, Ace Austin is an impact wrestling yeah, guy. Yeah, that's building an impact wrestler. Clark Connors is best case scenario. Absolutely. So Clark yeah. Connors, best case, worst case scenario, yo. Yo. Absolutely. Yeah. Just don't give a shit. Yeah. Just don't give a shit about you. In any and way. Sometimes it's sometimes I want to so bad and I just can't. No. I yeah, I don't give a fuck. Uh maybe this tournament will give us a reason to. So we'll see. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. B block. B best B case B. scenario. Best case scenario for B block. I would like to see Robbie Eagles win B block. Hell yeah, that sounds awesome. I feel like if if we've got to just go the standard way of it getting to a title match with Ishimori, my favorite scenario would be Eagles wins Super Juniors, then he beats Ishimori. And then you can get back around to El Desperado and Eagles and give Eagles a good run with the belt. I think I would like that. Yep, yep, yep. that sounds really good to me, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see that, or I'd love to see, I mean, seeing Wheeler Yuta have a, have a great... Uh, run would be awesome. He's but again, a very real chance because what we were saying about yeah. the other one, like you know, ASOS is an impact guy. They're really like tying that AEW New Japan thing together, and so he's a very real chance of going very deep, if not fucking winning it. You know? Yeah, it's true. It really is. I, I mean, it depends on I guess how deep their partnership really goes. If they would choose to have someone, not not just a foreigner win but a foreigner who's also contracted to another company like that's fucking huge contracted to another company and then holds the belt of yet another company <laughs> yet another <laughs> company that's what i'm saying there's four belts here from four different companies yeah. it's fucking uh-huh. wild man this is great dude like i'm gonna take the l on this one yeah. when when they were first started talking about the forbidden door stuff i was like nah fuck it keep it closed fuck AEW. yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I was wrong. Don't feel that <laughs> way. Took now. The, 
I'll take the L on that one. So many that like I'll fucking go put my head in the fucking microwave right now and give a shit. I took the fucking L. Yeah, yeah. All right, nah, nah. It is it, fine. I mean, a lot of stuff has changed. So we agree. Best case scenarios for us is Robbie Eagles winning. Beat Robbie Eagles, I think. Yeah. Yep. And then, worst case scenario. I mean, it's Watto, right? It's got to be Watto. I mean, I it, mean, like. To, to be honest, I, I I'm maybe not even sure it's worst case scenario because I'd be like. It's fucking Watto. Like I'd be actually shocked. Like uh, I think. Um, I mean, who who would be the worst? Oh there? man, maybe the maybe the best case scenario might be El Fantasma. Oh, that would be cool too. Uh, I'm gonna stick with Robbie, it's- but but El Fantasma, I would not have a problem. Many of the people in this block, I mean. All but two, you would all are amazing choices. Is mm. worst case scenario, is it Bushi or Wato? I almost feel like Bushi is the more boring choice of the two. Bushi is the more boring choice. I, I don't think there's any chance in the world that Bushi wins this tournament. No, no. I feel like that's worst case because I feel like like if Wato won B block, I feel like he would have done enough that we'd be like, fucking let's go. You know, like I reckon yeah, we're fair. we're fully on board with Wato by the end of the block if he wins it. That's absolutely fair. Yeah, man. Like Wato, Wato has the chance to to touch our hearts and minds. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so where Bushi he might spark our imagination. That. Yeah, exactly. Bushi cannot do that. So Bushi's worst case. All right. I think you're right. Okay, and then uh, so then in the finals <laughs> we're looking at. Robbie Eagles versus Clark Connors. And so... Yeah, I'm into it. Either one is a, is a fucking awesome option. Um, I feel like Robbie would be the more likely, but I don't hate just launching an entirely new star. Like, graduates LA Dojo, comes to best of the Super Juniors, completely different wrestler to anybody else in the field, just mows everybody wins best of the super juniors you could put you, you could put him on that shingo track you know when shingo was like right. in the junior division but shouldn't have even really been there everyone's like he's a fucking junior he's huge and then he just destroys the division wins everything and then goes to open like just put him on that road i don't hate that at all it's true it's true but then like and robbie's had a run robbie's had a run with the title you know, it wasn't it wasn't a very long one. He deserves a he deserves, he deserves a really a, good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, it would be really awesome to just watch Clark Connors be a fucking man and just walk through this fucking tournament. Yeah. It would be so cool. I love it when they use tournaments to launch a brand new star. Like yeah. it, and it doesn't really happen often enough. You know, like they'll they'll use it like they'll um use it to show out and stuff, but it's very rarely that that, you know, wild card just wins it all and you're left just going he fucking won like you know and like yeah i i don't hate that at all man i'm i'm kind of torn because in all reality like you think robbie sends a very good chance to win the entire thing whereas uh clark connors would be the outside chance but that story we laid out you and me with our fantasy booking fuck that would be cool but yeah there's uh, i mean like there's a couple of really good shots in both blocks like i think b block is a little bit more open but a blocks i mean you could ishimori could win it uh show could win it Hiromu could win it again 
Like there's a couple there where, you, or could be Clark Connors. Like you know? also like Akira is a brand new junior. Francesco Akira. Yeah. In yeah. A, a brand new faction who this is the first we're going to see him. Like maybe they're planning to put money into this dude. You know what I mean? Maybe they, they could see be. him going quite far and like, maybe he's going to be on that Will Ospreay kind of track, like winning tournaments very early and stuff. So, you know, he could be on that track too. There's a, there's a lot of people that could potentially win it. Man, that's I'm so excited for this tournament. Yeah. So you've got it's to pick so them, wide open. Clark Connors or Robbie Eagles. I want to see a brand new star be launched. I'm gonna say Clark Connors. Clark Connors would be I wrong. love I love Robbie. Yeah. I love Robbie so much and that hurts. That hurts and I, time, I, I think Robbie that. would stand the best chance of taking the belt off Ishimori as well, which I love. Um, but yeah, the we've we've fantasy booked ourselves into a shoot now, so Clark Connors would be, yep. be a really cool option. In reality, he'll probably get hardly any wins and like you know just just kind of be there. But yeah, it would so be like, cool. You're new kid. You're you're starting at the bottom of the fucking totem pole. Yeah, board. exactly. Shit rolls downhill. That's how New Japan works for the most part. Uh, and yeah. then in worst case scenario, Yo versus Bushi. Uh, Yo. I still think Yo's the worst case scenario because at least Bushi's going to look great. And at that point, again, it's like, well, maybe they're doing something that makes him interesting. I've seen a Yo push already and it didn't convince me that anything interesting would happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, something's, something's missing, man. Something's missing. It's Something. gone. I thought maybe they rediscovered it last year during the Best of Super Juniors and it's just dust in the wind, dude. Like, there's yeah. fucking nothing there. Yeah. It's, it's bad. He needs... He needs something. I don't know what needs to happen, but yeah, I still, I still think they did the wrong turn. Like, I think Yo should be with House of Torture, and Show would be like think, a fire fucking hoodie wearing German suplexing babyface. Like, I think the thing is that was the expected yeah. route. But sometimes the, the expected is the, expected the right route. thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it's sometimes sometimes doing what is expected isn't the, isn't bad yeah. people will go like oh i saw that coming it's like yeah but now you get to see fucking show turn into a fucking monster yeah exactly and the murder machine is cool like he's he's picking up steam now and i've i've never really been against him uh even when everybody was madly hating house of torture i've always liked show i've always had a soft spot for him uh and you know crazy faces and stuff aside he's getting there uh, and so I, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. He stands such a good chance of winning that block. He does. He does. Mostly because, like, we know that they do like to push House of Torture. So could be a thing. Even yeah. if he doesn't win the whole thing, he he stands a pretty good chance of winning the block. Yeah, absolutely he does. So, yeah, th that's best of the Super Juniors, man. There's so many interesting combinations there, so many interesting matches. And then... They still leave so much, like, because A and B don't verse each other, there's, like, looking up and down this card as well. It's like, oh, I wish these guys were in the same block, you know? So mm -hmm. There's so many that could be, like, future matchups. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Very excited. Yeah, very excited. So, yeah, like you said, New Japan's back, man. It's absolutely killing it. New Japan's so, back, baby. Yeah, I'm for it. New Japan it. is back. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, it feels I, so fucking good. Yeah, I bet it does. And you know what else is going to feel good? You getting to have some sleep and uh, me maybe having a nap. <laughs> at, this, at, this point, at this point, I'm just going to stay up and watch a hockey game. 
Oh, really? My, my fucking hockey team's playing right now. I might oh. as well just stay up until about 5 a.m. and watch a hockey game. Do you have work or not? Fuck it. Tomorrow evening I do. Oh, okay. But as, yeah. of right, as of right now, it's the fucking playoffs mm-hmm. and Avalanche playing tonight. Got to watch the game. There you go. Oh, well, banging. We'll tell people where to find you, my man, and let's uh, wrap this sucker up. Well, you can find me uh, in my bed, but uh, you can find me on social media at eldestructo83. That's on Instagram and Twitter. You can find the show here on Instagram at Okada's Shorts. You can find it uh, same uh, for Twitter. Where can they find you, man? Uh, you can find me at Faces Feels Cast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find my other podcasts at uh, Faces and Feels, Pro Wrestling Podcast on all of your podcasty type platforms. You can catch his other shows, The Smart Foundation and Throwing Dice Pod. Uh, on all those other platforms as well. And also you can count us, uh, well, you can catch us on the Count Out Network feed as well, which is available on all uh, platforms. Uh, And check out all things Count Out. There's heaps of other good shows on there. Uh, They've got a Patreon that's popping off at the moment, which seems to be doing really well. Um, Yeah, if you you find our naive business model of giving away free shows and entertainment uh, to be oddly charming... You can go ahead and sign up for um, sign up for the pay. F- it's the, like a pay feed that they do mm-hmm. that has all sorts of extra content on it. Some of it's wrestling, some of it's not. It's a grab bag, dude. You're gonna love it. Yeah. So I think they it's do, very they cheap, do heaps of extra stuff that are always like, "Hey guys, you want to get in and do this and live shows and things like that." Uh, I have yet to do it because there's a very real time difference, and also I was on holidays mm-hmm. and all the different things. But I'll probably jump in there and do some stuff with them eventually. I know you've done a little bit of extra stuff and been doing some crossovers with some of the other guys uh, on the on the network. So yeah, I've been been very impressed with what uh, Canada have been doing, and I'm really glad they convinced us to make this show. Yeah, shout out Canada. What's yep. up? What up, boys? And- Thank you. <clears throat> we love uh, we love that, and we uh, love getting to know our new friends and coworkers. So, exactly. Uh, but as of right now, I think we're done here. So, um, yeah. should we uh, we hit us, the lights uh, and power it down? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's right. All right. So, so yeah. Uh, how Rafe, do we? Wanna... How do we end it? Oh, that's right. I say, keep it right, keep it tight, and keep it short. Word. This has been a Countout Podcast.